Welcome into another edition of Bench Bums. Cam Summers here with Anthony Baird. Mock Draft 2.0 underway as, you know, let's just jump right into it. The Jaguars have the number one overall pick. I feel like we all know who is going to be taking number one, but there's been some guys that have been sneaking up some mock draft boards. Uh, a lot of people really like a few guys, but where do you think Jacksonville, I guess, goes number one? Let's just start it off. All right, so I, I was feeling really confident about this, and then I heard some some folks talking about the new new GM, new leadership in Jacksonville, and basically they were saying Jacksonville or not. This guy has a history, and I forget his name. Has a history of taking high talent, high potential players, but not necessarily players that have produced in college. So I think Cam, you can see where I'm going with this. Everybody's saying, and I heard another. I heard another. Uh, Wow, I forget all their names, talking about, hey, people are saying Hutchinson to Jacksonville is a done deal, but that's that's not what I'm hearing. So, you know, I, I was torn about this, but uh, I'm going to say Hutchinson goes number one. He produced in college. Not only that, at the, at, at, uh, at the combine he showed, he might have not been the most elite physical specimen, but he still showed out very well. He's got all the measurables. He's got everything going for him. Hutchison, I think, is the safest pick at one. If you want a pass rusher, that's going to produce. And I think that's what Jacksonville will do. Yeah, number one, I also have Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I mean, like you said, it's a safe bet. When, you, when you're when you in a predicament where you're the number one pick two years in a row, you almost have to go with the the safer bet that's going to you know, improve your team right away. Uh, and with Doug Peterson coming in, I feel like Aiden Hutchison makes sense. Um, he's a player that right away can join that defense, make a difference week one. Um, and realistically, I think he's going to make a difference in the locker room too. I think um, he was one of the the vocal leaders of the Michigan team that made it to the college football playoff last year. And um, having the exper- the winning experience, um, being that they got to the playoffs last year, I think that really um, it's gonna you got to change the culture, and that's what I think Jacksonville is going to try to do with this pick. Uh, someone that can come in, be a leader on the field, off the field. You never have to worry about what he's doing. Um, he's not out, you know, partying, being crazy. He's going to put the work in, and he's going to show up every day and and be that guy. Yeah, he's a guy that seems to love football, and I think that's really important when you're picking early in the draft is we've seen, you know, a handful of guys that just great talent, but they just don't put in the work, as you're mentioning. Well, hey, we're going to do like a snake style on this draft. So, Cam, who do you got at number two now that uh, the Detroit favorite is gone and they can't get their Yeah, guy? so now that Aiden Hutchison's gone, um, I don't know, I, I think that, they won Agent Aiden Hutchinson because uh, who wouldn't? And I really like the fit of Aiden Hutchinson um, in Detroit since he's not there. I have them going uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, I think that how do I put this nicely? Detroit does not have a record of drafting extremely well, um, and I think that this is a bit of a gamble. We we've seen the upside. You know, I feel like last. Uh, last year before college football started, we were saying Kayvon 
uh, Thibodeau, number one, it's a lock. Whoever gets the number one pick is going to take him. Um, so clearly we, we've seen something from him. We've seen something in the tape. I didn't see it as much last year. He did have uh, some injuries, wasn't able to play against Ohio State. Um, so overall, um, I'd like to see him. Uh, I think it's more of an effort thing, you know. I think that you never have to question Aiden Hutchinson's effort, whereas with Thibodeau, you do a little. Uh, he compared himself to Jadavion Clowney, another guy that I question his effort at times. Uh, so uh, realistically, I think he he's a high-risk, high-reward pick, but I think that's the route that the Lions are going to take. Yeah, and Thibodeau was the one of the top guys coming out of high school. He produced in college, had an injury this year. Um, so a guy that's kind of been in the spotlight for his whole football career, at least, uh, you know, once you get to high school and start getting your scouted. And so we didn't prepare our mock draft together. I've got Thibodeau going at number two. <laughs> I didn't think you'd go, you'd said you'd put Thibodeau at number two. Uh, we've heard about Trayvon Walker climbing up yes, draft boards. I've even seen people uh, put him number one. Some... Yeah. Yeah. People saying after his, really after just the combine, uh, just putting up ridiculous numbers. There's been talk about Detroit maybe getting a quarterback. Uh, Jared Goff is under contract for two more years, so I don't think there's a guy that you want to take a chance at at number two here when there's higher-rated players on the board. So I think Thibodeau, too, the Lions had one of the worst pass rushes last year. This is a guy that can come in and make a difference right away. He can be a disruptor. He can get after the quarterback. So I think you go pass rusher here, although I think there are other talented players. Pass rush is uh, a premium in the NFL these days. So at number three, I guess that's uh, it's back to me. Yep. I lost my, uh, my I lost my board <laughs> here. Okay, so Houston, Houston. Uh, I've got Houston taking Evan Neal, okay. big tackle from Alabama. Uh, I think they're gonna roll with Davis Mills. See see what Davis Mills can do behind a. Uh, at least a decent offensive line uh, is what they hope to do. Get a guy that can come in, play right from day one. Uh, he's been consistent. It's a big body. Uh, you, you know, you need you need pass protection. Houston needs everything. Houston might have the worst roster in the NFL. So, honestly, at this position, if you just get a guy that can play right away, you're you're in good shape in Houston. But uh, I think they go offensive line. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, I went a little bit different direction, being that now that they have two first-round picks, I think uh, that you might go offense a little bit later at pick 13. Um, I think that there's a little bit more depth on the offensive line um, in this draft. Uh, I went with Kyle Hamilton. I have him as um, okay. probably, as far as overall talent goes, he's – one of the top guys in this draft. He doesn't. He's not the fastest, but he's a ball hawk that closes well, and his field speed is a lot faster than his combine speed. Uh, some of the plays that we've seen him make um, from the safety position, I I feel like there's not another safety in this draft that's anywhere close to the same talent level as Kyle Hamilton. I think that you know, plug him in. Uh, you got Lovey Smith coming in. 
as the coach, a defensive-minded coach, I think that he sees a guy like Kyle Hamilton and he can't pass up the opportunity on uh, on that kind of talent. So I, I at number three, I have the Texans going Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, I think that's very likely that they get Kyle Hamilton. Uh, like I said, get if you're Houston, you just can't right. miss. Just don't miss on that pick. But Don't get someone we've never heard of. Who do you who do you have uh, number? Four? Okay, at number four, the Jets are in a really unique situation as they've got two picks in the top ten. Um, I've got them taking Ahmad Sauce Gardner, uh, the corner from Cincinnati. Um, I think that he is just he has played out of his mind at Cincinnati. He's in my book, he's the best defensive back in this draft possibly one of the top two, in my opinion, defensive players in this draft. I'd put him right up there at the top as far as NFL ready. Um, he's long. His 40 time was, you know, super fast uh, for a guy his size. Long wingspan. Um, honestly, I don't have anything negative to say about Sauce Gardner. I, I'm i a huge Sauce Gardner fan. Um, really like what he was able to do at Cincinnati. Um didn't allow a touchdown pass so yeah sauce i i've got sauce going at number four um you know i he he's a guy that can come they had you they used to have darrell revis and you know you get a revis island basically you could rely on him to shut down half the field they had jamal adams for a time big playmaking safety uh and i i think you know it just works to have in the modern nfl a lockdown corner that you can put on a number one wide receiver and say, you know, you've got him. So I think he's a big guy, rangy. Um, like you said, didn't allow a touchdown. The stats back up his skills um, and the hype. Uh, you know, t- people talked about him playing in, you know, not a great division or a great conference, but you go find the other corners in lower level divisions that are doing the same thing that, that he's doing and then coming to play when you get a chance to play big time competition. So, Sauce Gardner, number four. I think uh, the Jets need a lot. Maybe get a receiver there, but I think there's a lot of receivers in this draft, and the Jets have, uh, you know, some picks where they can go receiver a little bit later. But you can't get a guy like Sauce no, a little later. Not at all. He's. I feel like he's one of the top talent guys in this draft at number four. If you let him go at number four, you're not going to see him again at number ten. Someone else will take him. Yeah, Stingley's out there, McDuffie, but I think I I think Stingley's the only guy that might be able to match him talent-wise, um, but we just haven't seen much from him since his freshman right. year. Number five, the other team in New York, uh, I, I've got them going with Ikem Iquanu, tackle at number f- Iki Iquanu at number five. I shouldn't know how to say his name by now. Uh, the Giants, again, a team that really needs a lot of help. Um, but man, again, when you have a young quarterback and you haven't put a good line in front of them, they get beat up, the morale goes down. And if you're going to get a young quarterback, you have to give them a chance. And so I think the giants, they couldn't run the ball last year. They could barely pass the ball last year. You build up front, you know, you're in the NFC East, a team that's, you know, not necessarily 
stout or a division that's not necessarily stout. So uh, you don't have to worry about putting up as many points. And so I think you just go offensive tackle and you build up front. I like that pick. I think that um, going offensive tackle is something that needs to happen. Um, however, I do not have them going offensive tackle in this spot. I have them going with Trayvon Walker, uh, the edge rusher from Georgia. Um, and we've seen him climb the board, you know, pretty significantly. A lot of people having him number two overall, some number one overall. Um, I have him um, originally, I had him pretty far down, but now I have him at number five uh, going to the Giants. They need not just offensive line help, they need defensive line and edge rushing help. Um, one way that you can help your offensive line and help uh your quarterback is get them the ball more often. Uh, if you can stop somebody, that helps your quarterback too. Putting pressure on the other quarterback helps your quarterback too. Um, so I would like to see them go uh, with a pass rusher here. Uh, Trayvon Walker obviously is a top five talent. Uh, we saw that at the combine. So I think that's a good fit for him as well. Um, going in there where he can really just pin his ears back and and get after the quarterback is in in a division like you said that's not super stout. Yeah, I'm just I'm not sure that he is. He he's got he's obviously got the measurables and the talent, but have we? That was a incredible defense, as we're going to see in our right. mock draft. Probably more Georgia players coming off the board. Um, a stout defense, and you you. It always makes me a little cautious when guys climb that quickly just from a couple pre-draft workouts and, and things. But um, not to say that the Giants won't get him or that teams won't get him because obviously the talent's there. Yeah, you make a good point, you know, though, with the Georgia defense. Um, he didn't play a ton. They had so many fantastic players that he didn't no. play as much as he could have. Um, and I think when you look at the percentages of quarterback pressures on uh, downs where he was coming after the quarterback. When you look at the percentages, I think that's what stands out. Not so much just the combine, but the success rate against the high level of competition, um, which makes me wonder why he didn't play more. Uh, but he also has the ability to drop into coverage, and he just, I don't know, he seems to have a knack for knowing where the ball's going to go, whether that be rushing the quarterback, plugging the hole, against the running game or dropping into coverage. Um, so I'm a really big Bulldogs fan. Uh, so I I do like uh, Trayvon Walker a lot. He's not my favorite uh, Georgia defensive player. We'll get to him later in this mock draft in the first round. But uh, I, I don't know. I wish he'd have played a little bit more. Um, but the statistics that came out were, you know, the main reason, like watching some of the film and seeing the statistics, that's the main reason I had him jumping up to five. Yeah, and, you know, all good points. And as you'll see, at seven, I may or may not have the Giants taking Trayvon Walker. So, uh, you know, just, just give it a little pushback there. But uh, number six, I, I already forgot. I am, up for number six. Is that you? I is that believe me? that's me, right? Or is that you? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think <laughs> Either way, okay. I, I have Hickey Aquanu going here at number six. Um, okay. Panthers need a lot. They need a quarterback really bad. 
but I don't think, personally, I don't think that there's a quarterback worth taking um, at this point. Um, do I think that it's very possible that they do take someone like a Malik Willis? Yes. Uh, I made a comparison last week of him to Cam Newton. Um, I still stand by that. I think he's very similar in the uh, issue with inaccuracy. He's athletic. Um, I just I, I find a lot of similarities there, um, which is why I think they don't go with him because they don't want to repeat what uh, happened with Cam later in his career. You know, the, the early stuff was great with Cam. The later you got, the worse it got. Um, and do they want to take a chance with this high of a pick? I think drafting a Quanu, you give Christian McCaffrey a little bit bigger hole to run through, arguably when healthy, the best running back in the league. Hasn't been healthy much lately. And then Sam Darnold, you give him a little bit more time to throw. I think I'm not a huge Sam Darnold believer, but I think that given time, any quarterback at that level can have the potential to win some games. Sam Darnold, I, I'll admit it, I watched uh, more Sam Darnold than I should have last year. I had him on my fantasy team. Russell Wilson went down. He was my backup. And, man, it was it was rough watching some of those games Sam Darnold played in. Um, and so with that being said, uh, I, we, the Panthers have addressed some offensive line needs. Austin Corbett. Guard from the Rams, Bradley Bozeman. The Ravens let him walk at center. Really had a pretty good year. So I, I think Carolina takes a chance on okay. Kenny Pickett at, at number six. Um, we talked a little bit about it last week. Most Probably the most accurate quarterback, most pro-ready day one quarterback. Played a lot of college football. Uh, put up some big numbers. Set some records. And, you know, I think... I don't know if he's the best quarterback in this draft, but I think Kenny Pickett has been consistently – he's been consistent. And I think Carolina wants to win now. Matt Rule's in there, maybe on the hot seat, gets a guy in there that can play from day one and, and elevate the offense with the weapons that they do have, like McCaffrey and Jim. Yeah, I like that pick too. Um, I just – I I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to be all that in a bag of chips. I think he is – kind of like Sam Darnold was coming out. He's Sam Darnold was very good in college. I think Pickett has the opportunity to be a carbon copy of Sam Darnold. Um, well, let me ask you this. Do you let's compare Kenny Pickett with Matt okay. Jones. Wh who would you take from those two guys? Straight out of college or after Matt Jones's first year? We'll say, we'll say now, like you know what you've seen of Mac Jones, what you think about. I'll take Kenny Mac Pickett. Jones, um, but are you talking about on the Panthers? Because if I put Mac Jones on the Panthers, I think it's it'd be about the same. If you put Kenny Pickett on the Patriots, I think he does phenomenal. Just in general, maybe if, if I'm you're start, starting. A team. If I'm starting a team, I uh, want Mac Jones. That, All right. Well, let's uh, number seven. We got a lot of picks to get through. More talk about quarterbacks later. This is going to be a fascinating quarterback class to watch. Uh, not because they're all that in a bag of chips, but you know, 
if somebody comes out of the pack, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Number seven, I gave it away earlier. I do have Trayvon Walker. The Giants have a tremendous need for pass rush. They've got a need for linemen in the trenches on both sides of the ball. And as you mentioned, Trayvon Walker climbing draft boards. Uh, looks like he's got immense talent, and I think the Giants just need guys that can really be stars and, yep. and make a difference. You know, they, they used to have guys like Justin Tuck and Michael Strahan, OCU Minura, JPP, guys that were get after the pass rush and, you know, Giants fans remember those glory days. So I think they want guys that can be just difference makers in the well, trenches. Well, going back to their two Super Bowl victories that uh, with Eli, that's where they won the game. They won the game in the trenches on defense and on offense. Um, they did not win it by being flashy. They did not win it because Eli was the most magnificent quarterback that we've ever seen. They won it in the trenches. They won it with their defensive line. Don't tell Giants oh, well, fans it's the that. truth. They, they need to hear it. Um, so, <laughs> Speaking blasphemy to Giants so, fans. Uh, since I had Trayvon going to the Giants at 5, I have them addressing the offensive line at 7. Uh, with Evan Neal. I think that if Evan Neal falls to seven, that is just an absolute steal um, that they have to capitalize on. Um, he you know, might be the most polished offensive line. I think Iki Okwanu might have more upside, but I think that Evan Neal is the most pro-ready. You throw him on that offensive line, you're definitely going to be uh, giving um, Daniel Jones more time, as well as Saquon Barkley, some bigger holes to run through. Um, as you know, coming from Alabama, they like to throw and run the ball. Very pro-minded offense. Um, so I think he's going to be very well prepared uh, to step in to a starting role right away and contribute. Um, Evan Neal at number seven for me. Who do you got? Going number, at eight. number eight. I know I just said that I don't think any quarterbacks are worth going high, but I got Malik Willis going to the Falcons. So I think I think okay. that bringing in Marcus Mariota is fine and dandy if you don't want to win. Um, <laughs> but they have to they have to plan for the future. Um, bringing in Malik Willis. I think does two things. You can put him behind Mariota for, you know, eight, ten games. If you're doing okay with Mariota, you let him sit the whole season, you know, groom him for the season after. You'll be getting, hopefully, you'll be getting Calvin Ridley back. You have, um, you know, all kinds of issues all over the place. But if you get your number one receiver back, uh, that would be extremely helpful as well but i think they need someone that can sling the ball around the field and i just don't think Mariota's that guy yeah this this is a a lot of different directions to see the falcons going but i think i think they want to at least be respectable um you know they re-sign court cordell patterson they make some other offseason moves that i think they do go for a receiver I know last year they went uh, tight end and got, you know, an elite tight end. I think they go Garrett Wilson here at number eight, a guy that can come right in, 
and I th- and I believe be a wide receiver one. He's got the the talent. He's got the route running skills, catching ability, uh, speed, and I think he's got a, he's got a lot of football under his belt. So I think they give Mariota at least some weapons. They they lost Russell Gage. They lost Calvin Ridley. You have to have something, somebody to throw the ball to. So I think they go Garrett Wilson here. Yeah, I, I don't hate that pick. Um originally before they got rid of Matt Ryan that was my pick there as well um but this is a quarterback driven league and that's that's why I had to go quarterback there so looking at number nine um used to be Denver but we got Russ now so we're gonna let Russ cook let's what do you think uh the Seahawks are gonna do with this pick well Obviously, there's been some talk about Seahawks maybe getting a quarterback. I think they're it's Pete Carroll still there. Uh, Pete Carroll's not not interested in rebuilding. He's like seventy something, so they they still haven't moved off Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett. So as far as I'm concerned, the Seahawks are still trying to win football games. Uh, so they do what they should have done years ago. They go tackle Charles Cross, get a, get a lineman to protect. Well, that's who they Lock. say they're riding with. So I, I've got them going tackle. They need some offensive line. They help. do need offensive line help. Uh, however, I feel like with Pete Carroll, he knows what got him to those two Super Bowls: the Legion of Boom, the amazing secondary. So I'm going to go Derek Stingley Jr. here. Um, I think that what we saw from him early in his collegiate career, if he can turn that around and produce at that level in the pros. You pair him uh, with uh, Diggs in the secondary, and, I mean, you almost have, in my opinion, Legion of Boom 2.0. You know, you went from Cam Chancellor. Right. Adams, yeah. Right, right. So, I mean, you went from, like, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, and Richard Sherman to Adams, Diggs, and Stingley. You know, I I think they go back to that model, Um, Pete Carroll, wants to win obviously so i think uh they didn't necessarily have the best offensive line then but they definitely had a great defense and i think that he's going to try to formulate a great defense again yeah i was quite honestly close to having them pick a db i just i just you know when i dug into it i mean the line is rough um so unless some serious development going on you know Looking back at past drafts, they haven't really addressed the line. That's why Russ wanted out, I think. Um, yeah, we'll see. But see, yeah, it's one of the reasons. Let's be honest. Uh, Seattle, either way, is probably not going to be no. for a West championship uh, in the next year or two. Uh, number 10, back to the Jets. Who do you have going to uh, New York? Or is this me? Uh, this it's me. Who's it's track me. Of that? Um, I'm even to your odds. Uh, at number 10, I have Garrett Wilson. Uh, you had him off the board already going to the Falcons, but I have him falling two spots to the Jets. Um, I think, you know, early I had them getting Sauce Gardner. If you can get Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson in the top 10, you're doing pretty fantastic. You've got the guy that is going to wreak havoc for other teams. Uh, on the outside, on both sides of the ball, uh, a guy that you said you said he can come in and he can be wide receiver one day one. Um, he has that kind of ability. 
um, that kind of skill. Uh, I would like to see. It, I would like to see the Jets definitely go receiver here because we need to see if Zach Wilson's the guy. It's year two. Is he going to take that leap in year two that we need to see from a quarterback? You give him a number one receiver, I think that'll be a big tell. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I love Elijah Moore, uh, speedster that they got right. uh, last year. They've got Corey Davis, Braxton, Braxton Burial. So a couple guys that are decent, they pick up C.J. Uzama. They've got Michael Carter, rookie running back they drafted a year ago. They drafted Vera Tucker. So I, if Zach Wilson, I, I think Zach Wilson is not going to be able to say, you didn't give me help. Um, and I think they, get, they even give him more help. Big wide receiver, big body, Drake London. Uh, a lot of folks wide receiver one. Um, again, not, not a burner, but you've got Elijah Moore. You've got Corey Davis. Uh, you've got some other guys that can open up the field. Um, and I think Drake London, a big body receiver for a guy like Zach Wilson who likes to sling it, he can go up and make contested catches down the field. Uh, he can make catches across the middle. He's got a great catch radius, and, you know, he's produced. So I think Drake London, I give him a, a – I give Zach Wilson a big target and yeah, I, weapons. So I, I like I, – I almost had them going Drake London there. Um, I had Garrett Wilson just barely edging out Drake London for my wide receiver one. Um, and I think a lot of that is just because of the coverage that Ohio State gets uh, where we're at. I saw a lot more Garrett Wilson than I did Drake London this year. I, If I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch one. I, I may have watched one live USC game right. this year. Just. Like you said, being well, where we are geographically, late. USC being, and, and it's USC's not, right. you know, they're not what they were. Although Lincoln Riley coming in, we'll see if he can turn it around. Back uh, to number you. 11 on the board, uh, Washington Commanders. Um, I like Derek Stingley at 11 here. The guy that, if healthy, may have been the number one DB off the board. And it may be, still may be the number one DB off the board. Um, but I think Washington, they want to hang their hat on defense with Ron Rivera. Um, thought maybe they, they might go wide receiver here. I was kind of back and forth on going wide receiver here, getting some additional help for Carson Wentz. But uh, I think Derek Stingley, maybe the most talented player left on the board, one of the top two talented players left on my board. Um would be a good pick for them, and I think they need some help at DB as well. Yeah, I, I actually went a completely different route. I went Charles Cross, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State. Uh, he's the best available left on my board at this point, um, and I think that if you're going to bring in a new quarterback, you didn't give up a ton for him, but at the same point, like, he's your guy. Going into the season, he's your guy. You want him to be the guy. you got to give him as much protection as you can. Um so that, and let's be honest, Wentz is a guy that needs protection. If he's under pressure, he's terrible. So I think that you got to give him the protection that he needs. Um, get it out to McLaren. Get it to Logan Thomas at tight end. You know, um, and they've also got some decent running backs as well. Um, so I I like going offensive line here, um, just because he's the one, he's the best available uh, on my board, and 
looking at de- the defensive backs that I have left, none of them are anywhere close to the same skill level as Charles Cross would be here at 11. Um, all right, number 12. Minnesota. I was torn here. Um, I had a couple guys that I was looking at. I ended up going George Karloftis out of Purdue, uh, the edge rusher. Um, I'm very high, guy you're high on, on right? uh, George Karloftis. I had him in my top 10 originally. I have him falling out of the top 10 now. Um, realistically, uh, he's been compared to the quote-unquote Greek freak of the NFL coming in because he's from Greece. Um, so it's a little bit of a correlation there. Uh, he's a freak athlete. Um, the tape, he did look... Um, less fluid than I would have liked in the tape, but it's also something that he's still learning. He's st- his upside is, there's so much upside with him. Um, and let's be real, Minnesota was terrible at pressuring quarterbacks last year. Um, and realistically, they, they need help on the edge. They need a lot of help, need a lot of different things. Um, but a guy that you know comes from the Big Ten, Minnesota... In my mind, people from the Big Ten go to, to Minnesota. I don't know why th- in my head that makes sense, but it makes sense t- in my head that, like, oh, you're going to Minnesota, and, like, you're from the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, I, and not not a guy from the Big Ten, but a guy from the Midwest, a guy that slid down, best player available. I've got Kyle Hamilton here at 12. Um Honestly, he probably won't get this far, but um, I've got Kyle Hamilton going at 12. I think Minnesota does need some secondary help. Um, they had some issues last year, and I think if you're going to want if you want to win that division, you're going to have to prove that you can stop Aaron Rodgers and uh, and get it done. So I think this is simply best player available. Kyle Hamilton, he's a playmaker. Uh, he can come down into the box. He can cover. So I think this is where you just grab the most. Well, and you pair him with uh, Harrison Smith. And, uh, I mean, that's that's scary. Harrison Smith. Not great speed, honestly, uh, at the safety position there, but um, that though, that's it's a good it's a good safety core there. All right, number thirteen. Back to the Texans. Uh, no. Back to the Texans. Uh, I think they address the other side of the ball. Had him get Evan Neal at three. I think they go uh, Devontae Wyatt, interior. Uh, they're a defensive tackle for Georgia. Another guy that can come in and play day one, can help you stop the run. If you're thinking about Derrick Henry, if you're thinking about Jonathan Taylor, um, a conference or a division, they love to run the football. Um, I think. Devontae Wyatt is a guy that can plug. He can get after the passer. I think I had Devontae here as opposed to Jordan Davis because he can also rush the passer more effectively. And I think, um, you know, I think that's something that Houston needs. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, not a terrible uh, pick. I've got uh, not terrible. Not terrible. Um, not good, but not terrible. I don't love it, um, <laughs> honestly. Um, okay. And that's coming from a Georgia fan. Uh, so I think Jordan Davis is 
a has a lot more upside. Um, his athleticism's a lot higher. Uh, but I didn't I didn't take either of them at number thirteen. If we're being honest, I took Drake London. I think that um, if you're Houston, you need to fill every single position. But if you want to at least be formidable, you gotta you gotta get Davis Mills some people to throw to. You got Brandon Cooks. I'm not sure I could name another player that he's thrown to. Um, that's not great. <laughs> so uh, you get Brandon Cooks and Drake London. Uh, I think that opens it up for Davis Mills a little bit. You're gonna see is Davis Mills the answer, or is this a guy that we got to ride with for a couple years uh, until we can either trade, sign, or draft, because nobody probably wants to go play in Houston, if we're being honest, um, a good quarterback. All right, and uh, so Drake London off the board, so a couple receivers going there in the uh, early teens. Uh, who do you have okay, at 14? 14. Baltimore was just absolutely depleted in the secondary. I've got them going Trent McDuffie uh, from Washington. I think he's the best defensive back available at this point in the draft um, at number 14. Obviously, the Ravens had multiple injuries to their secondary, which injuries, I think, is the only reason why we didn't see the Ravens in the playoffs Uh and making noise last year. Yeah, kind of a historical collapse for the Ravens losing all those games in a row. Uh, I've got McDuffie at fourteen as well. Um, uh, they've got the guy, you know, they've got guys coming back from injury. But I think what you saw last year is that you need depth, especially when Deshaun Watson's in the division, Joe Burrow's in the division. Sometimes you want to put three, four corners on the field, uh, and have guys that can cover. So I like that. I also heard well. uh, their GM, he was asked what his biggest concern was, and it was the depth in the secondary. That was his biggest concern that he wanted to address. So I think we're spot on with that. I would say so. You've got, I mean, you got Marlon Humphrey, you've got uh, Marcus Peters, but yeah, I think if you can get another DB there, it's helpful. Number 15, uh, the Eagles. I've got them going to Cody Dean, another Georgia defensive player. My number one linebacker uh, coming out of this draft right there with uh, Devin Lloyd from Utah, but I've got Nicobe Dean a little higher. The Eagles need help at the linebacker spot. Um, they've talked about this. They've tried to address wide receiver, and I think at some point just – you know, in the first round, you need to take a linebacker um, instead of missing on your picks. So, got the. Uh, I have Nicobe them Dean. taking Nakobe Dean as well. This is actually my favorite defensive player from Georgia. Um, I think what he brings to the table is leadership. Um, they say that he's the smartest guy in the draft this year. Um, so, I think his smarts, his uncanny ability to know where the ball is going to be, uh, be at plug the holes running, his sideline to sideline speed. Um, he's my linebacker one, and it's not even close, uh, if we're being honest with Devin Lloyd uh, out of Utah. Nakobe Dean is my linebacker one. I have him going 15 to the Eagles. Please, Eagles, if he falls to you at 15, take him. 
just take them. <laughs> yeah, the Eagles. Um, they've got some needs. They 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 were they were rough last year defensively. I think in the mm-hmm. playoffs we saw that against Tampa. It wasn't close early. Um, Jalen Hurts had his struggles passing the ball last year. You can say it was the offense that they were running. You can say that it was it was weird because they were dropping back to pass and you know they they almost changed their offense like halfway through the year where they moved to be a running they wouldn't run the ball early in the year. They started running the ball, they started winning games. Um, Jalen Hurst started having like 85 and you know 113 passing yards a game. So I think and I'm bringing this up because the Eagles are, are they set at quarterback? You you compared Jalen Hurts to Mike Vick. I did on one of our earlier. Shows. I didn't compare him to Mike Vick. I compared and, uh, the statistical think, line to Mike Vick. The statistical line to Mike Vick. And so where I'm going with this, I think it will be interesting to see if they open up the offense this year, decide to try and pass more, or they just want to pound the football, play defense, kind of old-school Eagles football, physical, blitzing, getting after the quarterback. Um, We'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles took a quarterback in this draft in the later rounds. But uh, we'll move on. To 16, oh, where I have spot. This, this, is, this is my spot. This is your, this is your spot. Go ahead. I'm gonna steal your thunder. I'm gonna say Kenny Pickett to the Saints here. I think the Saints are not sold on famous Jameis out there in uh, New Orleans. So I think if you get a guy that like Kenny Pickett can come in right away and I think be the guy that uh, they need, you know. You pair him with Kamara and, you know, some of the weapons they have, Michael Thomas, and who knows, you know, in a couple picks who they'll get. But uh, you pair Kenny Pickett with that offense, I think that that's a really good fit. Um, A guy that is, like you said earlier, the most NFL-ready out of all the quarterbacks I feel in this draft. And... For that reason, I think with Jameis, famous Jameis, who was playing pretty well last year before he got hurt, uh, I think they go Malik Willis, um, the guy that can come in, sit. The, right. the Saints aren't in a rebuild, um, and I, like you said, I don't think they're committed to Jameis. They want to kind of wait and see. So I think uh, Malik Willis. At 16 is still on the board, and the Saints take their chances with Malik Wilkes. Uh, yeah, I, I was just going to say, I like that fit. Um, if Malik Willis was on my board, I actually think that I like that fit better than Kenny Pickett. I just don't think Malik makes it that far. That's all I was going to say. But I, I like the fit in New Orleans. Yeah, a lot of a lot of hype surrounding Malik Willis. Again, he was a he was a combine showstopper, and it's it's hard to predict what happens when guys show out at the combine like that and climb draft boards. It's really hard to predict if, if teams like him. Obviously, they're trying to keep all that stuff under wraps. So, um, yeah, we're doing some guesswork here. The Chargers at seventeen, I think they 
they obviously made a ton of acquisitions on defense this offseason. They re-signed Mike Williams. Um, they've got Keenan Allen still there. A couple of young receivers. I've seen on some boards people saying that they take receiver. Um, I think they go tackle. Trevor Penning, um, a talented guy from Northern Iowa. Um, they got Rashawn Slater last year. I think they continue to build up front. And if you can give Justin Justin Herbert, he had some time last year. If you can give him even more time, I mean, even more dangerous. So I think they add some depth. Well, and that, that uh, line, division whichever. has some stellar pass rushers. So I like that uh, pick. However, I'm kind of going out on a limb. I'm going to go Jamison Williams. I'm going wide receiver here. Um, I think... With a young quarterback like Herbert, you give him as many weapons as you possibly can, make the defense struggle to cover him. Because let's be real, you, you're not going to cover Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jamison Williams, and uh, Eckler. You're, you're just, you can't. There's no way that you can cover all four of those guys consistently. Um, they already showed how dynamic their offense was last year. I think adding someone like Jamison Williams is something that would really step it up anyway, um, even more. Uh, and their offensive line was pretty good. It wasn't amazing at times, but it was pretty good. Good enough to really show what Herbert can do. Um, I like the pinning pick that you had. Uh, however, I I think wide receiver is the route that they go because, you know, that's kind of, I feel like that's almost the model that we're seeing, like, you as soon as you have to pay some people, then then they're gone. So you got to surround your guys with weapons while you can still afford to. And getting a guy like Jameson Williams um, as a rookie, he'll be cheaper than trying to keep what you have down the road as well. Yeah, and I, I love Jameson Williams. I'm probably as big a Jameson Williams fan as anybody. Um, I think he might be the best receiver in this draft. And uh, I think he's that stellar. So I I like the pick. If the Chargers pick Jamison Williams, I would say more power to them. You know, I just I, – I like their mm-hmm. I like their receiving core. And for that reason, I had them taking tackle. I like – I think they got four guys that are pretty good. But, um, yeah, you said that the model is to get weapons and more weapons and more weapons – we saw that from the Rams. Uh, we've seen that from from the Chiefs and, and other teams. At but, eighteen, uh, who um, do you have at eighteen? Yeah, back to the Eagles. I'm really back hoping the that they don't whiff on this pick. Um, I have them taking Chris Olave, uh, wide receiver from Ohio State. I think that that is not going to be a whiff if they take Chris Olave at number eighteen. I think that he's going to really develop into a nice receiver. Um, I think that you put him with Devontae Smith, because right now Jalen Rager is wide receiver too. That ain't going to cut it. In my in my book, that's not going to cut it if you actually want to air the ball out this year. Um, yeah, you got Goddard and Smith, but I think if you give Jalen Hurts, Chris Olave, a guy that's a great route runner, all you got to do is, and Hurts is not the most accurate, but if you put it where the guy's supposed to be, Olave and Smith, two great route runners, um, two great receivers, uh, that are young, um, I, th- I think that's a good fit. Yeah, I think uh, the Eagles could use a guy like Chris Olave on the team. I had them going in a different direction, 
picking your guy, George Karloftis, adding to that defense, uh, getting a pass rusher, a guy that can get after the quarterback to pair with N'Kobe Dean. Um, I, again, I just think the Eagles defense really hurt them last year in a lot of ways, no pun intended. Uh, so I think they can address wide receiver. I think they should probably address wide receiver in free agency, but um, I think George Carlos yeah, is a great, great value, value. here for the Eagles. Great value. So 19 now, back to the Saints. At night, back to the Saints. Um, Jamison Williams, we just talked about him. I've got them picking up Jamison Williams, a guy that can stretch the field. If Michael Thomas can come back and be even 80% of what he was – that's still great. That's still probably a guy that's right right on the tier of a Pro Bowler. So, Michael Thomas, possession guy. Um, Jameson Williams can stretch the field and just open up a lot of. Jameson or Jameis Winston loves to throw the ball deep. So, give him Jameson Williams. Get him a guy that can run, that can stretch the field. Like I said, Michael Thomas, Kamara, guys you can throw it underneath to. You need a guy that can take the top off, and Jameson Williams is the best in this class. Yeah, I mean, I like that pick. If he was there, that's where I would have gone as well. Uh, He's already gone on my board. So I have them going Trevor Penning, the tackle from Northern Iowa. Um, I think that the main reason why we saw Jameis get hurt last year was because of a lack of offensive line ability. Um, Kamara didn't have a 100-yard rushing game until, like, week 12, um, which is ridiculous, in my opinion. Um, so seeing that, I mean, he got a ton of touches, a ton of catches and stuff. He had 100-yard games, but not 100-yard rushing games until very late in the season. Um, I think adding a good offensive line, um, they lost, and they lost Armstead. So I think you got to, you know, kind of replenish what you lost, Um you bring in Kenny Pickett. You got to bring in someone to protect him as well. If you're going to ride with Jameis this year, you got to protect Jameis. If you're going to switch to Pickett, you got to you got to protect your quarterback. Yeah, um, Saints definitely need some help at offensive line. Um, yep. Twenty. Yeah. Back to back me. To I have the Steelers taking uh, Bernard Raymond. I believe is how you say uh, his last name, offensive tackle from Central Michigan. Um, a lot of people have him pretty high. Uh, obviously, Central Michigan's not a huge school, um, but I think that offensive line is a huge need for the Steelers uh, if they want to give Trubisky the time that he needs as well as open up the running game for Najee Harris. Uh, they've got plenty of weapons on the outside. They just got to have time to get it to them. Yeah, I've got them best uh, tackle available. Uh, I've got the same pick as you there, Bernard Ryman at at twenty to the Steelers for all the reasons you said. Um, it's it's that simple. You know that you bring in, uh, you know Trubisky, and he's a guy that can he can scramble. Uh, he's mobile. Right. He's not Ben. He's not a statue, but he still fits the Steelers yep. model for quarterback, right, Cameron? Uh, so we'll see. 
we'll see. The Steelers, uh, kind of a makeover this offseason. We'll see what that offense looks like next year. 21 for the Patriots. Uh, I've got them taking Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah. Um, I think the Patriots address the defense. They they don't like to address the offense in in the draft. Yeah. If they do, they usually miss. So, for that reason, yeah, <laughs> taking I actually the have linebacker the same pick. A little facetious there, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, I have the same pick. I have them taking Devin Lloyd, uh, number 21 overall. I think this is another um, situation where, you know, they know what they need. They need a linebacker. And they just kind of sit there and they just kind of wait like they did with Mac Jones. You know, they don't get too excited with other guys coming off the board. They know what they need. They just kind of sit there. And I feel I felt like Mac Jones was who they wanted last year, and he fell right to him. I feel like Devin Lloyd is a perfect fit for this defense, and he's going to fall right to him, which makes me a little irritated because I can't stand the Patriots. Uh, that you know, I feel like they draft really well just by sitting there. And taking, oh, you know, that's the guy that we wanted. Yep, we'll take him, I guess, if you're going to you know, twist our arm. But I think Devin Lloyd's a great fit there. Um, High-energy guy, lot of athleticism, uh, something that they need in the linebacker position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's fast. Uh, he plays fast. The Patriots, they have they get great defensive players, and then they don't pay them. So... They continue to replenish their um, their defense with the draft and with value-free agents seemingly every year. Twenty-two, uh, the Packers. I think I think we well, all know what direction the, the Packers, Packers should, go. should go. Offense here. I mean, go? you get rid of your uh, best receiver, and this is the pick you get for them. I have them getting their uh, wannabe replacement in uh, Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Um, I. I think that um, he can spread the field deep. Uh, He's a pretty good route runner, and that's something that is very important to Aaron Rodgers. I felt like when Devontae Adams first came into the league, he was a fantastic route runner, but he wasn't a polished receiver. Um, I feel like Jahan Dotson coming in is a better receiver than Devontae Adams was when Adams came into the league, Um, and I think that he's going to benefit from playing with Rodgers. I think uh, if you put Jahan Dotson with Rodgers, Dotson's going to have a really, really good year. Uh, He can, like I said, he can stretch it long. You can put him in the slot. He's a good route runner. Um, All Rodgers has to do is put the ball where it's supposed to be. And in my opinion, Rodgers is the best quarterback at doing so. Yeah, I I like Jahan Dotson. Um, I don't love him in this spot, um, they have Randall Cobb, Dotson. He's kind of a slot guy, I think. That's what his uh, his role will be in the NFL. And I, obviously, Chris Olave is off your board. I've got the Packers going Olave. Um, kind of the same thing. Great route runner, speed. He's a guy that can come in. I don't know if he'll be a true one uh, for Rodgers. Might be like a 1B kind of a guy. Um, but I think he's maybe the best receiver left on the board. Traylon Burks is still out there. Um, a bigger guy, maybe bigger upside, but Chris Olave is a finished product. I'm not saying he's not going to get better, but, I mean, a senior, played a lot of football, made a lot of catches. If you watched 
Ohio State games this year. Um, the guy is just incredible to watch, and uh, I think he's a great fit. For uh, yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, 23. Uh, like I said, off your board. Um, we'll see. I, I'm sure the Packers are hoping a receiver falls to them. 23, the Cardinals. Um, I've got your boy Jordan Davis going there, falling all the way to 23 to the Cardinals. Um, I think that would be a, a great pickup for them. Again, can big guy, can stop the run. Um High upside, high motor. Um, not sure if he's a three-down defensive tackle, um, but he can definitely play two downs and, and plug. and put him right in there, and he's going to make some plays. Yeah, I actually have Jordan Davis here to the Cardinals as well. I think it's a really good fit. Um, you get him out to Arizona where, realistically, they're a very good team. Uh, they're, I feel like they're just a few pieces away. Um interior line is something that they struggled stopping the run and Jordan Davis is a big beefy boy and he will clog up holes like nobody's business but he's also super athletic and he can chase down quarterbacks um, so overall I think the value of Jordan Davis at number 23 is you know huge but that just goes to show how deep this draft is America's team is on the clock. 24. Oh, don't even start. Uh, I have Jermaine Johnson from Florida State going here uh, to the Cowboys. Um, The more I watched of his tape, the more I heard and read about him. Um, I saw some people even having him as high as, you know, top 12. Um in this draft. So the, uh, the upside is there for Jermaine, uh, Johnson. And after losing, um, Gregory, I think that, you know, it's, you got to replace him somehow. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, they also need offensive line help, but at this point in the draft, I feel like that you'd be reaching a little bit to go, um, with a tackle here. Uh, so I think defensive edge, Jermaine Johnson, is a really good fit for the Cowboys. Um, High-energy guy, very athletic, um, really good tape. Yeah, well, I, I've got, in that case, I've got the Cowboys reaching here. Um, <laughs> you, lose Con- you lose Lyle Collins uh, this offseason. You lose Connor Williams this offseason, so you lose two offensive linemen. Uh, I like Terrence Steele at tackle, but I think uh, Tyler Linderbaum, really an awesome center, is still out there. On, and um, I know center, you know, maybe people would argue maybe not the most crucial part of the offensive line, but the Cowboys had Travis Frederick at center, um, and he came in and he made an immediate impact on that offensive line, changed that offensive line for them. So I think. Tyler Linderbaum, awesome centers out there. The Cowboys have been great at drafting offensive line. You lose two. I think you need to at least replace one of those here in the first round. With Tyler Linderbaum. With Tyler Linderbaum. I think Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Micah Parsons, you know, they're, they're, they're rushing the passer. We, we do need some defensive line help, but I think offensive line's a bigger need. 
especially when you also lose Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson. So the Cowboys' offense has been depleted this offseason. You at least need to give Dak more time to find guys. I don't disagree, but that's not a flashy enough pick for Jerry, I don't think. Well, I mean, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, uh, Tyron Smith. The Cowboys have, have gone offensive line in the first round. It's just been a while. Yeah. Yep. Now to number 25. Back, uh, we have the Bills. A lot of people have them as the favorite for the Super Bowl. I know Vegas does. Um who do you have the Super Bowl favorites taken? Yeah, really a good roster for the Bills. Uh, they're in good shape. I've got them going Andrew Booth, corner from Clemson. Um, I think you add a little bit more depth at corner. Um, people are talking about them taking a wide receiver. I, they just re-signed Stephon Diggs. Gabriel Davis had a uh, – I, I like Gabriel Davis – um, and I think defense is a bigger need at this point. So I think Andrew Booth, best corner still available, uh, is a good fit there. Yeah, I, I like that pick. Um, the guy that I have them taking, you had gone uh, 12 picks ago. I have them taking Devontae Wyatt, and if he falls to number 25, I think they'd be ecstatic uh, to pull the trigger on uh, the big defensive lineman from Georgia. Um, I think he's extremely talented. Um, he could go um, as high as 13 to the Texans, which is where you had him going. Um, I have him falling to the Bills at 25. Okay. Uh, 26. You got Tennessee on the clock. Yeah, I've got them taking Traylon Burks. I think that wide receiver is something that Tennessee desperately needs. Um, A.J. Brown is fantastic. Um, They signed Austin Hooper. Uh, They have Derrick Henry coming back from injury. Um, Robert Woods. Robert Woods as well. Um, Robert Woods coming off of a torn ACL. Um, But I feel like Traylon Burks, big body receiver, they might be able to turn him into what they hoped Julio Jones would have been last year. They let Julio Jones go. Uh, they released him. I think that, not saying that Traylon Burks is going to be Julio Jones, because I don't think there's any possible way that he could be as good as Julio in his prime, but I think that we might see uh, Traylon Burks go here to Tennessee. They tried to, you know, what could have been if Julio was healthy last year. Cut out there for a second. Uh, at 26, I, I've got them taking Jermaine Johnson. Uh, so, pass rusher from Florida State, a guy you mentioned a couple picks ago. Um, I think Tennessee, they hang their hat on defense and running the football, um, although they did put up some points last year. Um, I think they addressed some of those needs on offense in agency and I think a guy uh, Jermaine Johnson who has high upside um, is a guy that can help them uh, strengthen that defense get after the pass get after the passer um, 
Tennessee's defense is good, and they had um, they played well last year, but they they showed some holes, um, and I think they they want they need to fill those. Uh, Twenty seven, Tampa Bay. I, I've got them taking a guy that we saw get hurt uh, in the combine, David Ajabo. Okay. Another guy that's got high upside pass rusher. I think this is a great value pick at 27. You get a guy that can be an elite pass rusher coming off injury. Tom Brady's there, so you want to win now. So Ajabo might not – he's not going to be available for the beginning of the season. You might get him for the second half of the season um, and a guy that can help you build for the future looking past Tom Brady if he ever retires. Right. Truly, truly retires. Right. So I think uh, I think that's – I think it's – honestly, I think that's a bit of a reach with the injury. Um, they do need some defensive line help. Uh, the guy that I have them taking, you already have gone, though. Um, so if this guy falls, I think it's a no-brainer. I have them taking Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, if you can give Tom Brady a center, uh, I think that you you have to do so. You know, it, Tom Brady needs all the time that he can get back there. That's what has made him so good, is that you give him the three step, uh, three step drop and a check down. If you give him time for that, you know, he that's what makes him the best. Is he's had such great talent around him. Um, I think if you put Linderbaum at center. Uh, you pair Leonard Fournette running the ball. I think he'd like to have a, a nice, powerful powerful center as well. I think Linderbaum is a fantastic fit there uh, for Tampa. Yeah, my, my issue with that pick is they've got Ryan Jensen, uh, a Pro Bowl center, who's still in Tampa and, you know, recently said he wants to retire there. So I think that spot is filled for them. Um I do think a Jabo could be a reach. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. I think uh, I think it, in modern like Jamison Williams got hurt, but I think ACL tears, injuries, are, they're not as much concerning in the modern NFL as they have been in the past with modern medicine. We see right. guys come back from ACLs in like six months these days. They're running like in a couple months. They're out running and like doing workouts. It's insane. So, um. Tampa Bay, they're going to draft for now. They're going to draft for the future. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, a guy you just mentioned at 28. Uh, this is your pick. Sorry, I'm jumping That's in That's okay. Getting excited about the Packers and what they're going to do here. Yeah, Packers, I have them addressing the offensive line going Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. Um, I think that it's very evident that Aaron Rodgers needs some time to pass the ball and uh, give him – more offensive line help as well because honestly he's got two studs at running back uh, that could benefit from an offensive line upgrade as well uh, and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon I, I think they're both going to be studs this year yeah um, I've got the Packers doing the unthinkable going Traylon Burks wide receiver double wide receiver in the first round Chris Alave Traylon Burks you get the bigger guy Traylon Burks to go with Alave um yeah, I think uh, and hope one of Aaron them hits. To, uh, <laughs> you sign Aaron Rodgers to a massive contract. His best receiver leaves, Pro Bowl receiver, 
arguably the best receiver in the NFL. And like, come on, throw at, at this point, come on, help 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 him out. What what regardless of what you think about Rodgers, help the guy out, draft some receivers. So I think they they go double wide receiver. Um, and finally do something they should have done a long time ago. Right. 29, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they've got back-to-back picks at 29 and 30. I think they go um, Kair Elam, cornerback from Florida. In the AFC West, you're going to need some guys in the secondary to cover receivers and – um, they have some holes in the secondary, the Chiefs do. So I think they go uh, Pierre Elam. Uh, I have them going corner as well, but a guy that you had going off the board a few picks ago to the Bills, Andrew Booth Jr. Um, I think if he's available, yeah, he has the edge over Elam. Um, if Booth is not available, I really like the pick uh, of Elam there. They do need help in the secondary, losing Tyron Matthew. Uh, they did get Reed, but... Um, they need some help outside at corner as well. Uh, their corners were probably the most glaring weakness on their defense last year. Uh, picking up a guy like Andrew Booth Jr. or even Kyer Elam, like you said, uh, someone that comes in day one and makes an impact. And who do you have them picking after that at 30? Um, I have them picking what I think... This really hurts. I'm not going to lie. This pick hurt me. I think it's the the biggest steal of the draft. I It's one of my favorite players in the draft. He went to Georgia. Uh, George Pickens, the wide receiver from Georgia. This hurts um, as a Broncos fan and a Georgia fan because I'm a huge George Pickens fan. Can't stand the Chiefs. But I think if you put George Pickens in Kansas City, he is going to thrive. Yeah, I love that pick. Um, high upside pick. I love that pick so much that I'm thinking about changing my pick, but I'm going to stick to it. I've got Jahan Dotson, a guy you mentioned earlier, going at 30. Um, he's not Tyreek Hill. He's not as explosive as Tyreek Hill. He didn't run quite as fast as folks hoped he would um, with his 40 time. But nonetheless, uh, if you watch Jahan Dotson play at Penn State, the guy's a stud. And I think he can come right in and play for Patrick Mahomes and make some plays and, uh, you know, take off some of the, the burden of losing Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Yeah, I think if he's there, that's not a bad pick. But um, I honestly think that George Pickens um, has pot- the potential to be better than, I don't know, four or five guys that were picked ahead of him. I think he has the potential to be up near the number two, number three overall receiver in this draft class. Um, coming off the ACL yeah. injury last year, at the ACL injury, he came back and played, but didn't play very many games at the end of the year. Um, was kind of on a, a snap count a little bit in some of those games uh, and didn't have the chemistry. Let's be honest, when you're nearing the end of the season and you haven't played in practice, you haven't played in games, you don't have any chemistry with the quarterback. Um, so you put Pickens... Um, with any quarterback that is decent in the league, you put him with Aaron Rodgers, you put him with Pat Mahomes, you put him with, um, you know, some of these other guys, I think, you know, he really could stand out. 
Yeah. Um, George Pickens, you know, we'll see if he can reach that, that massive potential that, that he came into, came to Georgia with five-star recruit. Um, you know, there's always a team out there that, that believes can draw that out. Number 31, Cincinnati. Um, they addressed the offensive line in the off season. Um, but I still have them taking one more offensive lineman, Zion Johnson, guard from Boston College. You know, we see it. Offensive lines get hurt all the time. And we saw this with, you can name any number of teams. The Cowboys, saw it with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, lose a couple guys, and they almost had no chance. So I think the, the, the Bengals, they address the offensive line. They got guys that are going to start. But you bring in another guy. As you mentioned earlier, on a on a contract, so that you know when some of these contracts come up, you've got a guy on a rookie contract, and uh, it doesn't hurt to have go seven, eight deep on the offensive line. So Zion Johnson, guard from Boston College. You know, I like that pick so much. I did the same. Zion Johnson. You can't have too many offensive linemen. Wow. Um, it's ironic because like that. I feel like that wasn't like a super popular pick, Zion Johnson to the Bengals, but. Uh, both of us chose that. I uh, can't have too many linemen. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, you got your franchise quarterback. You've got all the weapons a quarterback could ask for. Uh, only thing that Joe Burrow can complain about is how many times he gets hit, and I think you've got to make sure that that don't happen anymore. And for the last pick of the first round, the Lions are on the clock. Who do you have the Lions taking here? I'm torn. I've got two guys, both of which um, could go here. I think that if you're the Lions, you have to address the quarterback position. Uh, with the fifth-year option with first-round draft picks, you have to do it with this pick. Uh, you don't wait until the second pick of the second round because then you only have them for four years. You don't have the fifth-year option. So I think that if you're going to get a quarterback at all in the first two rounds, you have to do it with this pick just so you can hold on to him for that extra year if he turns out to be good before you have to pay him the big bucks. Um, and I'm torn between a couple guys. I ended up going with Matt Corral. Uh, that's the guy that I have number three on my quarterback list. Desmond Ritter was this close to coming in at number 32. Uh, his combine, his pro day, he's looked phenomenal. He's just shooting up draft boards. Um, but uh, I like the athleticism of both quarterbacks, but Matt Corral I liked just a hair more. Um, and, I mean, I can't tell you how, how many times I went back and forth with this one. I almost changed it when you asked me. Um, I'm a huge Desmond Ritter fan, um, but I think Matt Corral is just a little bit better. Um, but I hope Desmond Ritter proves me wrong. It's so funny that you presented it that way because I've got Desmond Ritter at 32. And I thought the same thing, Matt Corral. Um, I even thought Sam Howell, possibly. Um, but Desmond Ritter, as you mentioned, shooting up the draft board, the guy is a really, really good athlete. Um, he's, he's more accurate, um, at least what the numbers say he's more accurate than Matt Corral. Matt Corral in that offense with Lane Kiffin threw a lot of short passes, a lot of dinking and dunking, um, a lot of Again, yeah, just short passing. And under pressure was really bad. I know he played in the SEC against some really tough defenses, but wasn't great under pressure. Um, and I think Desmond Ritter, 
big body, um, a guy that's tremendous leader. I think that's a guy that can really be um, a stabilizer for the Lions at quarterback. Jared Goff, uh, I don't want to bash on Jared Goff, but um, he, they're stuck with the contract. I know they don't want Jared Goff for the future. I think the Lions aren't necessarily going to be the worst team in the league over the next year or two. And so I think, like you mentioned, this is a great – 32 is a great place to get a quarterback, especially if there's only one or two off the board at that point. Yeah, I, so, I agree. So we've got our – I promise, guys, if you're listening, we didn't do any prep together at all. No. I know we had some of the same picks in, like, really obscure places. It surprised me as well. Um, but looking at this draft board, who's a guy that you think, so let's, let's do our picks for under the radar sleeper first rounder. Who's really going to make a difference on their team. Maybe not necessarily win rookie of the year, but you mean kind of a guy guys that, that we picked or guys that we think could be in the first round guys that we picked. Okay. Um, I think. You guys already know how I feel about George Pickens, um, so I'm not going to jump on that high horse again. Uh, guys that might fly under the radar and really make a big difference on their team this year, um, I think I'm going to go George Karloftis. Um, I think... I, where, where did you have George? I've got George at 18 to the Eagles. Where I have him at 12 to the Vikings. Um, I think that... He could make a big difference uh, in that locker room, on the field. Um, I mean, everybody that talks about him talks very highly of him. Coaches love him. Uh, very coachable. I think that you put him uh, in Minnesota, I think he's going to do really well. I I don't have a ton of, oh, statistics. Let me pull out these statistics. I just have a really good feeling about George Karloftis. I think he's going to be the guy that, yes, I have him at 12, but I feel like he's kind of gone under the radar with all these other edge rushers. You've got Hutchinson, Thibodeau, uh, Walker. Um, you've got all these other edge rushers. I think that Karloftis doesn't necessarily have a better year than any of the guys I just named, but I think he flies under the radar and has a really sneaky good uh, rookie campaign. Okay. So for me, you, and you tell me if this is not – under the radar enough. J Jameson Williams, a guy I mentioned that I love. Um, I think you've heard about Drake London. You hear about the Ohio State guys. Even a lot of hype about Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, you know, a guy that not not necessarily the bigger as big a name as some of these other guys um, playing at Arkansas, but a guy a lot of people like. And Jameson Williams, I'll, I'll admit it, he's not the most under the radar guy. But coming off the injury. Um, I think there could be some hesitation. It'd be a mistake. I think Jamison Williams is a stud, and whoever gets him might be getting the best receiver in this draft. Okay, and you had the Saints getting him, correct? I've got the Saints getting him. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I love Jamis, but right. Uh, I, I think well, he would actually. I think he would actually fit in with their with their offense. I have the. I have him going to the Chargers. Um, I think if he doesn't get injured in the national championship game, uh, we see Alabama win the national championship. And I think that we also see Jamison Williams get drafted at number 10 to the Jets ahead of Garrett Wilson. I, I 
I couldn't agree more. I think um, the injury has kind of swept him under the rug, um, but it was it was kind of a gruesome injury, you know, torn ACL, but it was clean. Um, you know, no real bad damage. Um, they said he'll be able to play this upcoming year. So, you know, nothing too catastrophic. I mean, any injury like that is pretty devastating, but I think uh, coming back, you put him in a receiver room where he doesn't have to show out week one, I think, you know, he could very easily get seven, 800 receiving yards this year um, very sneakily. So I, I'll take, I'll accept it as an under the radar. We'll accept it. Uh, well, we might, in a future show, we'll talk about some later round picks that could, you know, turn out like a Creed Humphrey, you know. Yep. Roger McCreary. Chiefs second round guy. Roger McCreary, guys that, you know, they're not first round well, picks, but maybe day one or day two. David Ajabo. I did not have him in the first round. Yeah, so he could be one of yours. Yep. <laughs> Well, that is our mock draft 2.0. We'll see how it turns out. Um, only two, only two drafts. We only did two only drafts. Did so two. Mock draft 2.0, bench bumps. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week.